0: Welcome to the Renal Diet Headquarters podcast with your host, Mathia Ford, CEO of Renal Diet Headquarters. This is our weekly talk about how you can succeed with a kidney diet, brought to you by RenalDietHQ.com, a website whose mission is to be the most valued resource on kidney disease that people can use to improve their health. Hello, this is Mathia Ford, and this is the Renal Diet Headquarters podcast number nine being released on February 19th, 2014. And you can find our show notes and the information that I talk about at RenalDietHQ.com forward slash 009. Yay, we're almost to number 10. So I hope you had a wonderful President's Day holiday. Maybe you didn't even know it was a holiday, right? Because most people still work. It is a bank and government holiday in the U.S., so I was just wanting to mention that. But the bigger holiday was Valentine's Day on last Friday. And on Friday, I asked in my weekly email if people loved or hated Valentine's Day. And I got a mixed response. So some people were like, oh, I love it. I love the candy. I love going out to dinner. Of course, I'm sure being Friday night and Valentine's Day, it was a nightmare if people went out to dinner. Or some people say, I hate it, it's too much, it's the flowers cost too much, and people just overwork it. And I I would say, my opinion, if you wanted it, if you listen to this podcast for that reason, is it's probably a bit too commercial for me and for most people. But especially with the cost of flowers and just all the hype around it, And I really think we should show those we love that we love them all the time and not wait for a holiday or something to remind us to do something nice. So take that for what it's worth. But I hope you had a nice holiday, whether it was Valentine's Day, President's Day, or both. And next up, I wanted to talk about something exciting for me. I released a book last week on February 13th, and it's not necessarily a Renal Diet Headquarters book because it's about a topic related to diabetes, but I know a lot of people have diabetes or know somebody with diabetes, and this book may be helpful to someone that you know who has diabetes. It's called Carbohydrate Controlled Diet, a Balanced Carb Blood Sugar Solution to Diabetes Management. And right now, it's less than $9 on Amazon. And the link I'll give you if you want to go directly to see it and to read a little more about it is www.renaldiethq.com forward slash go forward slash ccd diet. Again, renaldiethq.com forward slash go forward slash ccd diet. D I E T and that'll take you straight to the link on Amazon and you can read more about it but let me tell you a little bit about what the books about the book is about how to manage your diabetes using the carb counting method so not exchanges necessarily although it it kinda uses some of that thinking as well but it looks at counting the total carbs and adjusting for the amount of fiber that a food has and using that to decide how much to eat. Now, one of the things that I put in in my books, and I'm not um, always reminded to tell people about this, but it'll be something that I'm going to tell you about, is if you have diabetes, an easy way to kind of remember how much to eat or how much should go on your plate is to think of your hand and the palm of your hand is going to be about three ounces depending on how big you are it can be four or five ounces size of a deck of cards so if you deck of cards um, kinda of the palm of your hand think of that about as your meat portion and then your four fingers up top um, each one of those counts as a carbohydrate so Each carbohydrate is 15 grams, or if you know your portion sizes. So you've got 15, 30, 45, 60. So up to 60 grams of carbohydrate at that meal. And then your thumb is about the size of the amount of butter or whatever that you should use or oil. So that's an easy way to kind of remember all that. And then the rest of it can be just vegetables. So add a lot of vegetables to your plate. And this book goes into using whole grains, using the higher fiber items, eating whole fruits instead of just drinking juice, and eating a lot of vegetables. And that's what this book is about, but it gives you a way to make a plan to calculate how many calories you need and plan out your meals. And then at the end of it, it has some recipes and it has little worksheets, so if you are interested in that, it's on sale, like I said, right now. It's we're gonna have it at about nine dollars for the next few weeks, and then after that, we'll raise the price up to probably twelve, thirteen dollars, something in that range. So you can save four or five dollars right now if you get it now. Now, did you like my new introduction? I had one last I had it on there last week and this week. And I also will have a new close to the podcast. I'm slowly but surely learning more about the technical side of putting the podcast radio show together. So it won't be so boring. And I just wanted to say, hey, did you like it? And let me know if you want to send me an email at podcast at renaldiethq.com. Always open to hearing your feedback. This week, I'm going to discuss, the main part of what I'm going to discuss is continuing on the theme of the Heart Healthy Month and talking about living with kidney disease and understanding that heart disease is a big part of having kidney problems just because they're so interrelated. I'm going to discuss the different types of cholesterol in our bodies, and how they affect our heart disease risk. I think cholesterol is something that a lot of people find a little bit confusing. And there's different kinds of cholesterol, and there's a total cholesterol, and there's an HDL, LDL, triglycerides, what does it all mean? So I'm going to get into that. And I want you to know, if you want to learn more about this topic, I have a book out about it, and if you want to read more about how heart disease and kidney failure are connected... Um, I'm going to give you a link to my book and you can read it. It's on Amazon. There's kid, there's Kindle and there's a paperback book. renaldiethqcom forward slash go forward slash heart healthy altogether. Heart healthy. And that'll be in the show notes at renaldiethqcom forward slash zero zero nine. But it's heart healthy. So. To start off with, I want to talk about what is cholesterol. Cholesterol is a waxy substance in your blood. Does that tell you a lot? Probably not. It's also part of every cell in your body and it's necessary to make some hormones. So, people might think I need to get rid of all fat in my diet, I should never have I should never eat cholesterol, and the reality is your body's going to make cholesterol via your liver, whether you eat another bite of cholesterol or not. And cholesterol only is contained in animal products. Because it's made by the liver of an animal, it's produced by your liver. Your body takes the fat in your your food and produces cholesterol so that then your Blood cells and every cell in your body can take that cholesterol and convert it and and use it to generate cells and make those hormones that you need. Like um, for women, maybe progesterone and estrogen and men, testosterone, there's adrenaline and all those other different hormones in our body. Cholesterol is part of all that. So cholesterol is important. You're never going to totally eliminate it from your blood because your body's going to make it. If you were a vegetarian, you probably would never eat it, but your body's still going to make it. So you probably know that too much is bad because most of us (laughs) have too much, and that number is over 200 milligrams per deciliter in the U.S. Um, I know in Europe and other countries, they use the metric system, and it's a little different, but for the U.S., the number, anything usually over 200 is considered high. And that means that it's a problem because it can build up in your arteries and cause some blockages, blockages, narrowing of your arteries, um, causing your your blood cells to have a harder time getting through. And the biggest problem that happens is when that happens in your heart. And what I just recently found out, I went and had a cardiac scan, um, a cardiac calcium scan done. And what I didn't know before I investigated a calcium scan is that what that does is it analyzes the hardened plaque that's in your heart's arteries. And the way it sees that is, I guess, calcium builds in with the plaque when it's building. And so it will show on this heart scan because it's going to show up like an x-ray, like a bone has calcium. So it's going to show up in that. And they can tell how much blockage is in there that's the hardened plaque because it shows up as calcium so they can tell which arteries and they get a real good picture of your heart so that's one of the problems with too much cholesterol and too little cholesterol can be a problem too but I don't know that a lot of people have that problem now I was talking about total cholesterol when I said the number 200 or below I was talking about total cholesterol total cholesterol is HDL, LDL, triglycerides, and some other things added together and when your doctor gives you your labs they're going to give you kind of a lab sheet that has a lot of the different cholesterols lined out. Now to lower your risk of heart attack or stroke you want your total cholesterol to be less than 200, you want your HDL which is considered your good cholesterol to be 60 milligrams per deciliter or higher as a woman and 55 milligrams per deciliter or higher as a man. Now, I know you're sitting there thinking, Mathia, you just said that too much cholesterol is bad. And I'm going to tell you in a moment why HDL is the one that you want to be high. HDL stands for high-density lipoprotein. And um, it's also known as the good cholesterol. And then LDL, which is low-density lipoprotein, is the bad cholesterol. And it should be low. We want it to be about 100 milligrams per deciliter or lower in someone with kidney disease. And the reason why that is, is most of the time for healthy people, it's 160 or below. And if you have one risk factor, it's like 130 or below. But for the most part, when once you have kidney disease, you probably either have already have kidney disease. Um, I'm sorry, heart disease, or you already have diabetes, which gives you one risk factor, and then you add kidney disease to that, and that's two. And that means that they need to keep that low-density lipoprotein, the LDL cholesterol, below 100. That's really hard to do with diet alone. Um, I'm not saying it's impossible. But it's really hard to do. And I'm going to talk to you about how you lower the LDL cholesterol. But LDL is your bad cholesterol. And then triglycerides should be less than 150 milligrams per deciliter. And triglycerides are kind of the in-between. So when your body absorbs fat from your um, digestive system, it kind of... If you think about the fact that oil and water really don't mix, what it does is your blood is water. And so it takes that fat which normally wouldn't mix with water and puts it in it puts it in like a encapsulated cell and then it brings it to the liver and that's what the liver uses then is the triglycerides to turn them into cholesterol. So triglycerides are just basically the fat from your food being able to mix in your bloodstream until your liver gets it processed. So, um, but you want to keep those low. And the way that the triglycerides get high are through the amount of simple sugars that you eat or alcohol that you drink. Both of those can elevate triglycerides. And then Um, If you have diabetes and your blood sugar is high on a regular basis, your triglycerides are going to be high. It just makes them high. It just keeps them in the bloodstream. So you need to be careful and control your diabetes, control your blood sugar, um, which I'm sure you already knew. But back to the discussion about HDL and LDL cholesterol. HDL is the good cholesterol. And if you think about it as like a garbage truck. And this is how I like to explain it because it makes the most sense to me. HDL is like a garbage truck and LDL is the garbage or the trash that your body lays around in your body in the bloodstream. So LDL is gets caught up in your blood vessels and it sits there and it's what becomes the hardened plaque in your arteries. And HDL goes around and picks up that trash And brings it back to the liver to be processed into hormones and other blood cells or body cells. So you want more garbage trucks, HDL, to pick up the garbage, which is the LDL. So the bigger ratio, the more HDL that you have, the better and healthier it is for you. Women's just is naturally higher because of the amount of estrogen that women have. It seems to bring up the amount of HDL. So that's a good thing in women's part. And that helps us to manage that a little better. So now you might want to know how to lower the cholesterol in your blood or lower your cholesterol levels. Now, most people end up taking some sort of medication especially to get the LDL down that far to hundred or below. But you can, the, the thing that makes your LDL high is mainly the saturated and the trans fats. So eating trans fat, which are fats that are hydrogenated. If you read the label, it'll say hydrogenated fats. Trans fats are also listed on labels and saturated fat is listed out on a label. If you can try to get less than 20 grams per day of saturated fat, you would be in good shape. But saturated fat is the one thing that raises your cholesterol. It's not the one thing. I shouldn't say that. It's one of the things that significantly raises your cholesterol levels. So, And the thing that raises HDL, besides being a woman, is the amount of exercise that you do. Now, I'm sure you can read Prevention Magazine or listen to Dr. Oz or whatever and hear 50 foods that raise your HDL. I don't know if I've seen that on there, but exercise raises your HDL level. Exercising three, four, five days a week raises your HDL level. So exercise a little more, especially with the permission of your doctor. Eat less saturated fat. And that those together will help improve your cholesterol levels and lower your heart attack risk. So this week I talked to you about cholesterol and different types of cholesterol. We talked about total cholesterol. We talked about LDL, HDL, triglycerides, what levels you need to have, what you need to do to lower those levels, kind of what you can what you should eat more of. And fiber, Oatmeal, soluble fiber, and insoluble fiber, which is like vegetables, fruits, and like oatmeal is insoluble fiber or soluble fiber. The amount of dietary fiber that you eat also helps lower your cholesterol because it prevents that fat from being absorbed. And it also seems to process some of that um, cholesterol. So eating more dietary fiber can help you in more than one way it'll help you lower your cholesterol levels. So do that. And I'm looking forward to talking to you again next week. And I thank you for your time this week. And I hope you have a wonderful and joyous weekend. Thank you. You've been listening to the Renal Diet Headquarters podcast. Head on over to the website at www.renaldiethq.com slash go slash email to sign up for our email list and get exciting updates every week on what is happening. Thanks, and we will talk to you again next week.